Welcome to day 53 of Shaped by the Word. We're in Genesis chapter 43. And of course, season two of Shaped by the Word is the drama of Scripture. And uh, it's hard to find a more poignant drama than the revealing of Joseph to his brothers uh, as they come to Egypt, where Joseph has gone from a pit to being sold as a slave to being put in prison, uh, being forgotten in prison, and finally to uh, exalted to the highest place in Egypt where no one raises a hand or sets a foot apart from the word of Joseph. And he certainly has been used by God uh, to not only rescue a nation, but to provide for all the nations of the earth and to provide particularly for his family as well. So we come to uh, Genesis chapter 43. Uh, as always, uh, we come to God's word with reverence for who he is, knowing that uh, Every, every word of Scripture has his breath in it, and his heart is revealed, and his character is revealed in it. And through it, he calls us uh, into a relationship with him through his Son. And he continues to redeem us and restore to us everything we've lost to sin. So we're not only reading a story, we're a part of the story and part of uh, the blessing that comes through Abraham, through the person of Jesus. Uh, so before we read, Cindy, why don't you lift us up? Sure. Father, we um, do come to this time in your word um, thanking you that you are our Father in heaven who loves us and has thought so much about us, Lord, that you've um, included us in this story, but you've given us your word so that we might know you better and know this story for ourselves. And so, Father, just be with us as we um, look at your word that you would open the eyes of our hearts um, with the work of your Holy Spirit to help us understand what we read, and that we would just use this uh, in our lives. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Yeah, and I probably forgot to uh, introduce myself and those who are here with me. I'm, I'm Paul, here with Matt and David and Cindy mm -hmm. as we continue. Genesis 43. Now the famine was still severe in the land, so when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said to him, The man warned us solemnly, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you will send our brother along with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, we will not go down. Because the man said to us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. Israel asked, why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man that you had another brother? They replied, the man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living, he asked us. Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know that he would say, bring your brother down here? Then Judah said to Israel, his father, send the boy along with me and we will go at once so that we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. If I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. As it is, if we had not delayed, we could have gone and returned twice. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your bags and take them down to the man as gifts, a little balm and a little honey and some spices and myrrh, some pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the amount of silver with you, for you must return the silver was put back into the mouths of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back to the man at once. And may God Almighty grant you mercy before the man so that he will let your other brother and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. 
So the men took the gifts and double amount of the silver and Benjamin also. They hurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, Take these men to my house, slaughter an animal, and prepare a meal. They are to eat with me at noon. The man did as Joseph told him. He took the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were frightened when they were taken to his house. They thought, We were brought here because of the silver that was put back into our sacks the first time. He wants to attack us and overpower us and seize us as slaves and take our donkeys. So they went up to Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the entrance of the house. We beg your pardon, our Lord, they said. We came down here the first time to buy food, but at the place where we stopped for the night, we opened our sacks, and each of us found his silver, the exact weight in the mouth of his sack. So we brought it back with us. We've also brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our sacks. It's all right, he said. Don't be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward took the men into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and provided fodder for their donkeys. They prepared their gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon, because they had heard that they were to eat there. When Joseph came home, they presented to him the gifts that they had brought into the house, and they bowed down before him to the ground. He asked them how they were, and then he said, How is your aged father you told me about? Is he still living? They replied, Your servant, our father, is still alive and well. And they bowed down, prostrating themselves before him. As he looked about and saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, he said, Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Deeply moved at the sight of his brother, Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep. He went into his private room and he wept there. After he had washed his face, he came out and controlling himself said, Serve the food. They served him by himself, the brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who ate with them by themselves, because Egyptians could not eat with the Hebrews, for it is detestable to Egyptians. The men had seated before him in the order of their ages, from firstborn to the youngest, and they looked at each other in astonishment. When portions were served to them from Joseph's table, Benjamin's portion was five times as much as anyone else's, so they feasted and drank freely with them. Uh, five times uh, what the other brothers were eating. That, that's quite a lot of food uh, in that. And there must have been abundance anyway uh, from the wealth of you know, who, Joseph, who Joseph was. So we have finally Joseph um, seeing his brothers face to face. They've come back. It's been a hard uh, negotiation with Jacob and with each other to get them there. But they are, they are there and they're invited into the house of uh, Joseph. I'm amused by this. He is going to attack us, make us as slaves, and steal our donkeys. Yeah, as in Joseph, these are donkeys. I, I, I love that. I love it at the, the very end. Donkeys. Not only that, he's going to take our donkeys. <laughs> the donkeys. Yeah. He's in control of all of Egypt, and he wants the donkeys. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Really like this it. man likes Those donkeys. Nice looking donkeys. <laughs> Sleek and fat, no yep. doubt. Oh, that's all you have. That's a big deal. So I guess when this is kind of picking up, it seems that when they returned home back. To Jacob, um, they just kind of stalled out and seemed to really take their time. And as even said later, they kind of delayed in returning back. And so Simeon's just sitting in jail, I guess, wondering. If no, uh, Simeon has no doubt the forgotten you know character in all of oh, yeah. this. Mm-hmm. You know, he has been in prison, and of course, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Joseph is uh, probably you know kept him in prison so as not to you know, tip his hand and reveal his hand. And uh, we've already heard that they've how much ever grain they got is a long journey so it must have been months a supply of grain and they did delay and, and of course judah's response you know to his father we, we could have already gone there twice 
you know, and come back in, in the time, you know, that we've delayed. So a long you know, period of time, you know, has passed, you know, a period of, you know, months, you know, at, at the very least. And mm-hmm. Simeon is um, in prison all time. Yeah, I love the note towards the end of the chapter where it says uh, the Egyptians would not even eat with the Hebrews for that is detestable to Egyptians. And it shows you just how remarkable this story really is that, that Joseph would rise to the place where he is now overseeing all of Egypt, you know, right at the right hand of Pharaoh. Uh, but it's also kind of provoking the question, and, and we know because most of us have read this story before that the Hebrews are going to come to Egypt, and it's been told to us, you know, through the promises where God's promising Abraham, your descendants will one day find themselves in Egypt. And right. so we're asking the question, you know, as we're reading this and you get this kind of note, how will Egyptians and Hebrews coexist? What will this relationship look like when the Egyptians find mm-hmm. it detestable to be with the Hebrews and eat with them? And, of course, there's also a sense of uh, irony there that when we come to the New Testament that it's a uh, – you know, detestable for Hebrews to eat with the nations. And uh, God does a wonderful work through Peter uh, so that he won't look at others and call them unclean. So you see, you know, huge national prejudices here. uh, That uh, And and we'll learn later in the text that uh, uh, Egyptians were not all that wild about shepherds. So whenever Joseph kills an animal, we have no idea what that animal actually was. Probably not a donkey, but anyway, uh, Hmm. as we look at the passage. (laughs) And I guess it is kind of interesting to see a little bit of the the change in, in Judah. You know, I remember Joseph was young and they were kind of plotting to get rid of of Joseph. You know, it seemed like Judah was kind of leading out in that and getting rid of him. And then now here all these years later with, with Benjamin, he's the one that's saying, you know what, entrust him into my care. You know, if he doesn't return, you, you can blame me. And so just kind of seeing that, that change in Judah, I guess it would be a change of of kind of not caring and then it's you know it's really hard to know you know we hope you know we hope that there's progress and we hope that there's development of character and that's something we deeply want to see but there's also you know a sense of desperation here mm-hmm. and, and of course there are none of you know none of uh you know uh jacob's sons come off as remarkable you know from the uh, deceit you know they had with the shechemites all the way to you know judah himself mm-hmm. promised uh you know, his daughter-in-law, future son, and was tricked into sleeping with her, and she became pregnant by him, and he wanted her put to death because she had played the role of a prostitute, and then she produced his signet ring and his staff, saying, uh, this is the father. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, you see all kinds of, you know, dysfunction here. This is certainly Judah acting in a way that's much different, and he is, was the instigator of, you know, selling, you know of, of mm-hmm. uh, treating Joseph harshly and selling him um, as, as well so it, it's hard it's hard to know but this is a much better moment for judah yeah and not to get too <coughs> ahead but i just love the fact that um how far ahead are you going well i don't want to <laughs> guess uh, i mean the story goes on it's really great but i'm just impressed with joseph i mean this story more or less started when he was 17 and i'm guessing he's close to 50 now and just the time that you know, God has tempered him, and there's been this humility. But all of this was necessary um, for him to be in the right place with his family, just to be able to be open to them and bring, you know, them to him. So it's a, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with what God has done in even Joseph's heart after being so mistreated. We we do see him on you know two different occasions. It was very interesting. We see him pulling away to weep. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you, you do see a deep sensitivity, you know, but, which would be something that is, you know, not acceptable, you know, but another thing that would not be acceptable for a man in a high place, you know, an Egyptian, uh, you know, to do as, as well. So there is, you know, there is kind of a sensitivity to what is happening and what he sees, you know, in seeing his, you know, in seeing his younger brother. And, uh, and uh, so it is, it is kind of interesting. And you're right. He's, he's probably the last time Mercury we had. He was 30 years old. We've already had seven years of mm-hmm. abundance, and we're probably coming to the end of the seven years of right. hardship, or um, so at least middle 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I do find it kind of funny how uh, Joseph Stewart, you know, interacts with with the brothers. They have all this fear about like they went home and they find the silver back in their sacks, and they tell their dad, and their dad's like, "We'll take double silver so you can pay back," and then obviously buy more food and so they kind of disclose this to the steward and he you know and then he just tells them oh don't be afraid the god of your father he's given he's given you treasure in your sacks you know it kind of just dismisses this whole thing that was causing all of this turmoil amongst the brothers and the father Mm -hmm. and it is interesting you know that um uh, you do have uh, Joseph blessing his brother in, in the name of you know in the name of, of God may mm-hmm. God be the God of your fathers be gracious with you mm-hmm. so it's a little more personalized uh, you know in all of this and he also says that he fears him himself uh, Jacob's prayer is a little bit you know less than you know a deep faith prayer you know may God grant you mercy so that he can bring back uh, your brother Benjamin and, and the other guy, uh, Simeon, didn't even get a mention. <laughs> and I, I've got a son in prison. Oh, he's still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 oh, the other guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. You know. Yeah. So let it be. Mm. All right. Have we worked that passage over pretty well, Matt? I know. We're, I know all of our fans are waiting for a, 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 a final climactic comment. <laughs> That's good. I, I don't have a climactic comment by any means. Well, then let's it's pray. It's hard not to get in front of the, the story here. <laughs> exactly. But, yes. you, you know, it, it is, again, I mean, the author is reminding us that, that that vision that or that dream that Joseph had so long ago is continuing to be played out here because, mm-hmm. again, they're prostrating themselves, bowing before Joseph, yeah. you know, and, and yet they don't recognize it. They don't and recognize who he is, yeah. you know, and – and again, but we, and, we, and I, you know, mentioned this um, in yesterday's reading. Just we haven't had those explicit notes of God being with Joseph. You know, the Lord was with him. But here, even in the prostrating of the brothers before Joseph, right. it's a reminder that the Lord is with Joseph, and He's bringing about all these things. Now, and, and of course, this is the continuation of that story. Mm-hmm. God was with him in the house of Potiphar, and God was with him in prison, and certainly God is mm-hmm. with him in this uh, position that He has given him. Uh, you know, as uh, fulfilling the Abrahamic promise to be a blessing to the nations, but more than that, to preserve the family of Abraham and the people mm-hmm. uh, of Abraham as well. So you do see God uh, working in, in, in remarkable, remarkable ways. Mm-hmm. Matt, why don't you close us uh, with a word of prayer, since you didn't have the big climactic <laughs> finish. <laughs> yeah, let's pray. Father, we do thank you that you are a God who works. Um, in spite of us, in spite of all of our sin and, and brokenness, and even in the, in, in the midst of it, Father, we thank you that you are a God who um, is wise, a God who gives grace, a God who is sovereign over all things. And so, Father, whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, whatever situations um, at this moment, uh, Father, would you meet us where we are? Would you continue to, um, to work all things 
for the good of those who love you and are called um, according to your purpose. Father, we thank you uh, for the grace we have in Christ. Encourage us um, in the good news of the gospel. Uh, it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.